The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, not necessarily. Um, every time I step on that football field, I, I expect to win. Um, and I think Coach, Coach Reed and Brett Veach, uh, are going to put guys around uh, guys around me that we're going to go out there and win football games, and I think they've done that. And even though we have young guys, we knew it was going to take time for them to keep getting more and more accustomed to how we do things. Um, but we won some of those tight games early early in the year, and I said those are some big wins for us because uh, those guys will learn even faster. Uh, and I think now we can c- continue to just build and build, and hopefully we can have the best team going into the playoffs whenever we're ready. Oh boys, uh, as we uh, as we get rolling through this holiday weekend, I'm telling you, man, I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good about myself. Um, I'm uh, you know not just because I'm here working with you fellas. I was able to negotiate the uh, the old uh, holiday work potluck. First off, didn't know we were still doing those, but uh, what do you mean we you are here? Negotiated it. Listen, um. You know, I've got a got a nice little trainer now, and uh, we're trying to we're trying to uh, trying to make show a little a little bit more uh, sexier, a little bit more trying to, try to make big show a little show. I'm trying Closer to turn to this body, show. trying to turn this body. You know, drop the weight. Now I'm trying to turn this body into a little muscle here. Try to get this thing, and and he's got me on a he's got me on a pretty pretty serious uh, food plan that does not involve any of the things that were on that, and. Uh, and uh, he's a he's a real watcher. Um, came in uh, <laughs> came, came into a session with him. He said, "Hmm, Twin Peaks this weekend, huh?" <laughs> so I said, "What?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, let's kick this thing off with a hundred push-ups." <laughs> said, "Yeah, man, I followed your uh, followed your Instagram this week and." Uh, so you had yourself a real good time Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. I said, what? So uh, so now I'm a little alert here. So, uh, right, I mean, so so you took a picture of your food at Twin Peaks and put it on your well, Instagram? I, no, there's, I mean, there was, so we did a, we did a lot. We did a remote there and that someone took a, took a photo. I think he's following every, all, anything that's attached to me, my work stuff, anything. And it shows up <laughs> and he shows up. And he's, there's photos. He's taking photos of me here, and like, like he told me, he told me it was at, at at a bar after the Astros won it all. He said, "Yeah, I saw that table there. Sure was a bunch of drinks on that table. I'm gonna assume <laughs> that you didn't just get away without drinking any of those. So let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and watch that Saturday away. You can't and drink I, alcohol. I'm, like that's I'm, part of it. I'm a, well. I think it's pretty pretty. We're pretty stringent here. And <laughs> Clearly." I'm, and I'm a little nervous because everybody else took all the picture of all of the food and stuff. And I bet he's just going to, and I got to see him in the morning. I bet he's going to assume that I just ate all of it. But I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, okay. I, oh, now I see what's happening. Ron's using us as an alibi. I would I'm like it to be known to, to, to your trainer, Ron, <laughs> when we first got on here. Now, listen. I'm no narc, but in this scenario, it sure feels like Ron's trying to use us. So let's go ahead and throw it right back. Ron specifically said, I've been drinking. That was the first thing he said when I when we got on here. That's all cherry, I know. That's cherry, all I know. Zivia, zero calorie cherry coke is what I've been drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I saw the margarita drinking. off to the side. It's cool, man. So I'm just listen, don't please don't say that. That is not true. There's no margarita around here. God, well, I bet you he's I bet you he's gonna watch this too. God, I can't retweet it. 
Uh, well, hell, before, no, uh, one, no one will be able to retweet anything here in a second. But I just, well, before uh, Ron gets drunk and gets in trouble with his I haven't. I'm not training. drinking. I'm not, I want to okay, remind I you. I had one piece of turkey. I grazed one. I walked by and I grabbed one piece of turkey. But that's it. Scout's on it. One piece of turkey and, and crush some drinks. But uh, anyway. And a I want... small taste of pecan pie because this lady made oh, it and she. Uh, and it's she delicious. I'm going to have yeah. one for Thanksgiving. I can't wait. How could I not say no to that? Behind? But before we get going, I want to remind you guys that NFL Sundays are getting better. And so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to 100% boosts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 5QUESTIONS and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code 5QUESTIONS only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I, I estimate 40 Three calories, roughly, is what I <laughs> is what I took in. Just oh, with this, yeah. it was a small, it was a small, like a really small piece of turkey and a just a just a taste. I mean, it was a half a pecan and, and you know a little bit of crust. That was Can it. we so agree I, that pumpkin pie is trash? I hate it. Yeah, I won't have it at Thanksgiving. Man. I'll have pecan pie and banana cream pie. Knew you know, I liked you guys. Pecan, like a Knew little, little sweet potato pie. I could run there. Um, can I real quick there? Because we're here, and I got a real bone to pick. You anyone coming to the Thanksgiving potluck, or you bringing stuff? Don't bring no damn cupcakes. <laughs> that, none of nothing about cupcakes. Yeah, you brought cupcakes. Too. I walk. I walk to that potluck. <laughs> there was somebody clearly's asses was lazy, and felt like, oh shoot, I didn't sign up or bring that. Let me run by and grab some cupcakes, and just grab. Man, I just I saw somebody through threw 55 cupcakes in the trash because nobody <laughs> nobody like nobody's coming to the thanksgiving potluck Ooh, dessert cupcakes no and the part is i can tell that you bought it from a store that i have to believe that same store you had to step over the pie section and you had to step over the cookies the cookies and the pies make much much more sense at the thanksgiving potluck than the cupcakes nobody is eating no daggum cupcakes so i just Anybody I will say they, they've got creative with the cupcakes now, Ron. Like they've got like pecan pie cupcakes. Like you can you can really get something some stuff going with these. Now, if you're these, talking yeah, about I'm just your typical you, vanilla, people, I'm assure you the there. Sugar. Yes, okay. I'm going to assure you there was no there was no pecan pie cupcakes. All right, now I'll say this: if you're if you're really wanting to bake and show your baking skills, and cupcakes is your specialty, and it's coming in some sort of a tin can or something that you brought, all right, I'll I'll pass that. But you up here where I can clearly see this has come from High V or something. I can clearly see that this is Price Chopper or or H-E-B or whatever. Like, come on, man. Get a damn pie. There was an apple pie right there. I know it was. Get a pie. Don't bring no damn cupcakes. That's ridiculous. There's no, this is not a kid's birthday party. I would also add Thanksgiving in general. The meal is slightly overrated. Yeah, and not, by slightly, I mean like. It's it's definitely the most overrated holiday meal. I'm just not. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. You go to Disney World three times a year. I'm not going to go down. And you just told me you're middle aged. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole with you. But all right, listen, man. If it was that good, we'd eat it all the time. We we eat it one time a year. There's a reason just, for that. I'm not it's listen. Not I'm not good. going down this. I'm not going down this. All right. Obviously, you care about Disney World more than you care oh, about okay. Thanksgiving meals because right. you go Ron's there three, just four, mad because I got him doing a hundred push-ups tomorrow because we ratted. That on was uncalled for. I about. thought we were a team, and you just outed <laughs> me out like that, and you had pure enjoyment doing it. Flashing out in all directions. It does really feel like you're projecting on BK right now. Thank you, thank you, sir. I'm just being honest, man. He's over. Like, don't do that. Don't give me turkey and dressing and macaroni (laughs) and cheese and mashed potatoes. Don't don't and the rolls. Don't give me that dog and tell me it's overrated. You can kiss all of mine. It's fine. It's fine. Are the Chiefs the best team in football? Like, they're definitely not like Thanksgiving meal. They're not overrated. Are they Thanksgiving meal? Are they the best? Like, are they the, I got just, I look, I watch Buffalo 
they are, I mean, we think we think the Chiefs are reliant on Patrick Mahomes. My God. I mean, Josh has to do it all, even with an injury. They still want him to do it all. We've watched him struggle mightily. They've got three losses. Hell, they're third in the AFC East, right? Philly loses to the Commandos. And I mean, I mean, and that was rough. And I'm like, when I watch Philly, I'm thinking, would I really pick Philly over the Chiefs in a game head-to-head? No. The Vikings, although I have respect for the Vikings, I don't think they're the same old Vikings, but I couldn't pick them over the Chiefs in a game. I like the Ravens. Uh, They're my original Super Bowl pick, but right now I can't say that I think that they are better than the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs, like when I say that stuff out loud, shout out to you, Carrie Harrison. When I say it out loud, like I go through the other teams, I think, yeah, the Chiefs are better than those teams. But when I watch the Chiefs, I don't feel like, that is, that is the team to beat. Like when I watched them against Jacksonville, they were win. I never, they were going to win. I never felt they weren't. But it wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't like, but they're clearly the best team in the game. But I think they are. I just, I don't get that feel when I watch them. So, Ron, you, you mentioned that I go to Disney World a lot. I also recently went to Los Angeles and uh, more recently than that went to, to New York. And like in, in St. Louis, maybe I'm like a seven, right? When I go to L.A., I'm like a five. When I go to New York, I'm like a four. And that's kind of how I feel about this NFL season is that the Chiefs are, it's all relative. If this was two, three years ago, would this yeah. Chiefs team be the best team in the NFL? M- maybe not, but that's not who their peers are. Based on who their peers are in 2022, the Chiefs, I do think, are the best team in the NFL. And that's because the rest of the league has become a little weaker. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Defense has played differently. Um, the, the running game has become more important. I think there's a lot of teams that have a pretty good offense, but a bad defense or a good defense, but a bad offense. And then really it just comes down to with all of those teams having a very clear weakness, I trust Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid when yeah. the stakes are the highest. So are they the best team in the NFL right now? I think the answer is a resounding yes. They've got the, it's a in my opinion, best huh? coach. And I, they've got the MVP right now. And I think they've got a defense that, while not great, and I think we would all agree they are not a great unit defensively, they're passable. And that's more than what I can say for, like, the Miami Dolphins, who have an atrocious defense. It's more than what I can say for some of these other teams offensively that might fit into the same category. So, uh, yeah, I think that the Chiefs are, in my opinion, clearly right now the best team in the NFL. You think it's clearly sort of because I watch him, I think, yeah, I mean, what what you're saying, I I can't argue against it. Hell, I was making the point in the setup. As a follow-up, Ron, who do you think is number two? Because I think that's every bit as hard of a conversation as saying, do I think that the Chiefs are number one? I'd say Buffalo and Philly together, I guess, in in a way. I just, but like I said, like, I watch them certain. I think they're, I think they're extremely beatable. Like I like, like I watch them yeah. when they play teams that are within their range. Like I think they're beatable. And the Chiefs it's, is who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think the Chiefs right now are the best team in the NFL. Like I, I just think that Patrick Mahomes is, is playing at a different level than every other quarterback in football right now. Like he's just been that good this season. And that's why he's now the odds-on favorite to win the NFL MVP. That's why I updated my Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings this week and finally named the Chiefs number one over the Buffalo Bills. But I still think that it's more a product of what we're seeing across the league this year is that there's a lot of bad teams and there's not really one dominant team. Like there's some really good teams and some top-heavy teams like the Minnesota Vikings are a very top-heavy star-studded team but if any of those guys go down it gets real thin and real ugly after that whereas i think the buffalo bills when healthy and they're very injured on the defensive side of the ball right now i still think that they're the best top to bottom team in the nfl and the eagles are probably number two but we're talking about who's playing the best right now and right now the chiefs are playing better than both of those teams yeah see i'm hoping see i i want to see if that is in there that 
you say there's no dominant team. I want to see if that's in there. I think Sunday is a is a real chance to see that. Like the world is going to be watching this one, this Sunday night football. I, do they have that dominant performance? Like I, you know, I hate this this show me something thing. I I, I do want to see if there's there's something in there where they can go out and dominate a team that's I think it's playoff level at least, right? Maybe it's not Buffalo or or the Eagles. Like I I wonder, do they have the ability to send a message to where we come back here next week and and because I'm not on the resounding clearly yet. Um, because I just I just I think they can be so beatable. I I I still like the Titans game with Malik Willis. I mean, at home, that I mean that can't happen, Jack. Like, like, like to me, that that's that one's hard to look at and say that's the resounding best team in football. But I I I've I want to see if they have that in them to go and kick the Chargers ass on the road. Like, I, I like I wonder if I can come away from that game because, I mean, BK, hell, you look at it. They ain't got too many, too many chances to really show what they can do or, or, or how they'll look against other good teams because their schedule looks a lot different on the back end than maybe we thought before the season started. Yeah, coming into the season, like you've got the Rams, you've got the Broncos twice, you've got the Raiders on the road. We thought those would be compelling matchups, and they're just not at this point in time. The Rams are right now one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they just lost Cooper Cup. I don't think he's probably going to be able to play in that game. The Broncos are an atrocity. Now it's come out that Russell Wilson is calling audibles at the line of scrimmage that were from Seattle, and his players are asking what he is saying. And they literally don't know what the play is at times. So that's not ideal. Yeah, alleged by former Broncos player on the radio, but seems believable. He then came out with a uh, wristband the very next day at practice after that was alleged (laughs) on the radio. So his old old wristband. Uh, He didn't like wearing them. And Derek, yeah, and Derek Carr is in shambles. Yeah, Derek Carr's in shambles in their team. They they came out afterwards, and Derek Carr said, ah, I guess these guys just don't care as much as I do. So, yeah, those games don't matter the same way that we thought, and you've basically got this one at the Chargers. You've got the Bengals game, and you've got the Seahawks game. Those are the only three games, Serta mentioned this to us before the show, that they have remaining against teams with a record above 500. So, yeah, this is where we get to find out what the Chiefs are really made of. It's not against teams like the Jaguars. It's not against teams like the Raiders or the Broncos. Let's see what they can do against a pure opponent on the road. This is going to be an interesting one, Ron, because I think this will be every bit as much or close to as much of a home field advantage as it is when they're actually at home. The Chargers have had to go on the silent (laughs) count at times this year at home for them. And we've seen them play really well on the road at times this year. They were awesome against Tampa Bay in prime time. They were outstanding in what was essentially a nationally televised game at the San Francisco 49ers. They need to be able to do it one more time against the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see if they're able to do that. I I do. Like, I would love to see a performance to where I can get to the space that, that you, you guys are in. It's clearly, I think, like, my, my honest to God, I'm, I think they're the best team. I mean, I so, like, well, how do you feel after the 49ers game? Because I feel like that was a pretty dominant performance by this team. Like, I feel like that was the most put-together win that was, of the season. Yeah, that that and the Bucks game were their, their best games. But at that point, I still felt like, I mean, Buffalo just walked in here and beat, the, and beat them on their field. And I thought, well, I mean, we got to wait till Buffalo. But Buffalo's got some real – uh, some real issues and chinks in the armor that you're like, all right, that's, 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 that's going to be some real problems that uh and, and I do believe the chiefs are going to continue to grow to get better. But so I, I, I still think I felt Buffalo was there and Philly, man, I, like they did what they did. So I still kind of looked at them now, but I, I don't know, man, that, you know, maybe I, that the last two games that they played weren't, weren't impressive. Tennessee was, was damn near. I'm trying to throw it in the trash, but you, re- if you just overall look at it, it's damn near alarming. And then Jacksonville was just like, yeah, it looked like some of them old Chiefs. I think teams Jacksonville was just the special teams. Like I actually thought the offense played really well, and then the defense came up with enough plays in the end. I, I thought the the issue with the Jacksonville game was almost purely special teams related. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I don't know, man. I just I just when I watched them the last two weeks, I didn't get. 
There you go. Resounding bestie. Every week this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. Each and every week, Pete Sweeney picks a three to four leg same game parlay for the Kansas City Chiefs matchup. We'll have those picks for you today, later on this afternoon, as soon as some of the props go live for Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. Be sure to check our Twitter page where there will be a link to our bet for all of you to tail each week. And DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we do this every week when the Chiefs have the ball. And listen, fellas, I've been I've been really nervous all week about this moment in the show. And this may be a take that gets away from me. But when the Chiefs get the ball, the only thing on my mind is Kadarius Tony. And I think he may be the Chiefs' best wide receiver already. <laughs> And I'm not even going to say mean. I, 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 Honest to God, I think, and I'm talking wide receiver, not Travis. I'm talking wide receiver from MVS to Juju to pour one out. With your margarita. That's a, that's a, that is not, that is a zero calorie soda. Um, pour one out from a Cole Hardman who's on IR. Um, any of the receivers out there, the beloved Sky Moore, any of them, I think Kadarius Tony, and I think it took the half. Kadarius Tony is the best wide receiver on this team. He is not a 2023 and beyond uh, reasoning for this team. He is right now. He went up and just did things that others can't do. Like, I think McCole Hardman has the speed and explosiveness that he does, but I don't think McCole Hardman can go and break tackles like he can. It can go up and high point and go get the ball that he like he can. I think Juju can catch anything that's around him, but he certainly does not have the explosiveness that he has. This dude is dynamic and explosive, and he just got here, and you can tell. Like, he just made plays that other guys can't do. And – we're going to see more of them with, with with Hardman out for the next four weeks at least. But I think these Jokers just brought in their best wide receiver on the team, what, two weeks ago. And, I I mean, I am very comfortable at saying that. And I can't believe I said, I said it after the half. Oh, my God, that's their best receiver. And, I, I mean, maybe, I, maybe, maybe this is getting away from me. I, Lord knows it has gotten away from me before. All right. But I, I I just watched Kadarius Tony, and I understand it's just a game, but he's better than any of them. I am asking this in all seriousness, Ron. What have we not seen from Kadarius Tony? Like, I know it's a limited sample, but I'm just saying, I'm talking about traits. Like, if you were just doing the scouting thing where you're just checking off the boxes, right? Can he do that? Check. Can he do that? Check. Hands. Check. Uh, releases. Check. Explosiveness. Check. High winning point the at ball. the catch point, check. Yes. Um, creating separation, check. Ability to create yards after the catch or yards after the run, check. I mean, it, it's remarkable. Like, what he did, and you mentioned it just in the first half against the Jaguars, I think he touched the ball like four times in the first half. And every single time he touched the ball, it was like, that's a new trait that – like we knew he had because of watching him in college at Florida. He's done all of these things, but to do it at the NFL level is a little different. We've seen dudes like Traylon Burks, for example, right? He did a lot of the stuff that Kadarius Tony did at Florida. He's not as fast or as explosive as Tony was, but that was always the question about him. Does this translate to the NFL level? And so far he's had some injuries and stuff, but the answer is no. So far we've seen other guys for the chiefs that have had similar skill sets. Uh, D'Anthony Thomas, guys that are kind of that slash type of a player. Most of the time, it doesn't translate. Man, I don't know what this is going to become. I have no idea what Kadarius Tony's future holds. But so far, the answer for him is that the skills clearly translate. He made really high-level NFL-caliber athletes look slow and look silly on the football field last week. You're not supposed to be able to do that, man. So I said, I, I, I will just... Start out with this, a little bit of a mea culpa. I said I didn't totally understand the trade and that I thought it would be more about 2023 than it was 2022. 
I was wrong. This dude can help you now. And he's already factoring into the offense in a way that Sky Moore hasn't the entire season. And that I think he's just going to continue being a more significant piece to the offense. Here to the end of the year, Ron, who has more production for the Chiefs? Kadarius Tony or Marquez valdez scantling Oh, uh, Kadarius, come on. Kadarius Tony. Uh, I mean, I like I, I'm not I don't want to get a I don't want to get it this this thing to get away from me. Maybe it already has, so I might as well just open it all the way up. But like whatever, however they whatever things that they have shelved that they maybe don't do that they did last year with Tyreek, I'm not saying he is him, but you can do some of the things that you did with Tyreek with him. I mean, you can you can do the you can't do that with MVS. You can't trust Hardman all the time with that. But you can go and 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 do those things. I, he is not Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying that, but he is damn sure the closest thing that you could that you could get to in this offense right now to it. And like we started to see Hardman come on late last year, and I know you guys would love this, but in the role where he has moved into kind of big play type of deal. It just, this just helps everybody. Like there is nobody else sort of that. I think I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, if they're going to try to really bracket coverage on, on Kelsey, he's going to get separation and he's going to be explosive to make plays after it. Like this is, and this is, and then eventually this is going to help Travis because teams aren't going to just like, I. what I'm waiting to see is, does he have the, the, is he going to start beating people over the top? Is that is that next? Are we about to see that down the field thing? Because I've seen it at Florida. I don't know why I said Florida like that, but I've seen it there. <laughs> I'm just saying, are we, like, are we about to see? When he went up on the sideline and took the time sort of to adjust his gloves first, when he went up and Pat threw it up for him to go get, I said, what in the hell have they stumbled into? I, I mean, it's – it's just so much of this in the NFL sometimes is so dependent upon situation and the circumstance that an individual Absolutely. player finds themselves in. And, you know, I was kind of on BK side when they made the trade, when Chiefs fans were talking about it in the offseason, like go get Kadarius Tony. The Giants are shopping their second year wide receiver. I was like, no, nah, I'm not really interested in him. Like he's had problems staying on the field. Like, you know, I know Joe Judge was a disaster, but the new coaching staff isn't saying nice things about him. And like Brian Dable is having a really good season, is the head coach of the New York Giants. Their offense isn't particularly great, but they don't make a lot of mistakes. Their defense has a lot of young playmakers and they've won a lot more games already than you expected them to to win. And somehow they did not want Kadarius Tony to be involved in that. And so me as being like a rational person, I look at that saying like, I feel like that's a red flag. And then you come in and you bank on the Chiefs locker room culture and you bank on their mentality to win and saying Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will make you a, a name in the NFL. And it's immediately transformed my opinion about him as a player because it's a small sample size. I get it. But you're seeing every week, like, I agree with you, hands down, he's the best wide receiver on the team. He's got the highest ceiling of any wide receiver on the team, and it's not really close. I still believe in Sky Moore. I'd still like to see Sky Moore get more opportunities down the stretch here. But they traded for Kadarius Tony, and right now Brett Veach is looking like a genius because of the glimpses that we've seen of him. It looks like he is going to be a legitimate problem for secondaries down the stretch and he could be the thing that this offense needed to go even higher than they've already been this season. Ron, can yeah. you remember a time where you were this convinced on a player this quickly? Because it's been basically one full game for Kadarius Tony in terms of his snap count. We've seen one game essentially with him. And I think we're all in agreement. Like this dude is, is legit and he's going to be a significant factor for the chiefs. It's rare that that happens, man. When somebody is that quickly ingratiated into the offense, I mean, it's this is wild what we're watching with Tony. Yeah, you, you well, you knew he was super talented. Like you, you had a bunch of low, you had a bunch of low spades at wide receiver anyway. 
Like you, I mean, you had you had a bunch of nines, tens, and then fives. Like you didn't have like you didn't have you know any queens, any kings, or anything like that. So you it know wasn't going to, it, huh? I was kidding. I said, you know, I don't play spades. I know, but I think you know the spades. <laughs> uh, but it would like you had a lot. It wasn't going to take a ton to jump over that. So I, I that part of it, but it is, it is, yeah, the quickness of it, the quickness of it, where you could clearly see it. Um, and I, I, as we're as we're all bringing out our original assessments, I, I, I think I feel decent about mine. And my deal was, man, I don't know, but I guess Andy Reid gets the benefit of the doubt. And if Andy sees something, I'm gonna just kind of go with that. That was that was what I said when when the deal was made. And he sees something. And if we could just sit here and be honest, hell, he was on the first drive in his first game, and now he he looked like they put in stuff. I mean, the jet sweep. He ran for 32 yards. Like, there's a difference. Like. When McCole gets hit, he's going down. It's he, he's he's shiftier and he doesn't just go down. He's more powerfully built. I like that's the next step. If he if if they hit a go route, I mean it's like now we're now we're blatantly into. I mean, like it's kind of waddle this It's yes, almost like Jalen Waddle. Like it's it's yeah. not Tyree Kill. Nobody is Tyree Kill, yeah, but it's it's kind of Jalen Waddle esque. Yeah. It's and when you listen to him speak, he talked to the podium after the chief's last game. And then he met with the media the week before. And when you listen to him speak to the media, he just sounds like he is so thankful to be here in Kansas city, like, and, and to, and to be in an offense where like they want him, they want him on the field. And I think the chiefs putting him out in his first game as a chief on the first play of the game and saying, we're going to you. Like, I think that says a lot. And I think that's something that's really meaningful to him as a player because he's like, oh my God, they actually want me here. They actually want me to be a part of this team. And I, I think that it just says a lot about the Chiefs' leadership and, and why I think we're already seeing flashes of what he can do here and how he, he can excel. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild. I couldn't believe it. I said, let me keep this to myself. I don't want to say this aloud to let anybody think that it's getting away from me, but it is. Like it's clear, it was a half. Oh, he's he's just he's ready to roll. It, it's going to be really intriguing to see what else they they do with him. My only other thing with him when the Chiefs have the ball is, uh, we talked about last week the run game. They got to do something, and they were really good. One, I'm glad that they didn't just uh, yank uh, Isaiah Pacheco out of the game. I don't know what the hell uh, things are for Clyde. I hope he's starting to get himself ready and prepared. You played four, what three or four snaps in that game, um, but Pacheco and, and and as a whole, they ran the ball to the way that we needed. We're not talking about you got to be rushing for 150, 180 yards a game, but exactly what they did. Their run game was a threat, uh, and not just a threat with Mahomes, right? So that that that's what they. But they got to stack those together, and they're playing an opponent, Brandon. That's awful. Uh, the Chargers have been awful against the run this year. They're they're one of the worst rushing, uh, run stopping teams in the league. This is one where the Chiefs should be able to take advantage of it, and it helps them in a lot of ways. It helps them to slow down the pass rush, which is the best thing that they do. And I mean, it, it'll just do anything, do nothing but help them. So I, I'm in, I'm really uh, looking to see them stack two in a row, have another run game to at least get some consistency to it because you got to have that. You got to have, you got to have something. You got to be able to say, we can run it sometimes. Like we can't have these 30, 30 rushing yard performances from backs in the game. You mentioned the chargers inability to stop their run. They're 29th in DVOA against the run so far this year, which is basically a metric that goes by a per play basis. How good or bad are you adjusting for the opponent? So if you play a poor rushing team, it doesn't hurt your numbers as much. If you play a better one, so on and so forth. Um, they, they have been awful. Like they're, they're down there with the Houston Texans, which is saying a lot because as you know, Ron Texans are bad against the run. So this is a team that you should be able to push over. They, they do not have a great defensive line right now with Joey Bosa still out. Uh, Khalil Mack is getting days off during the week because he's getting up there in age and he's dealt with injuries in the past. So this is the and by just the way that they run their defense, they are willing to allow you to run the ball down their throat. 
this is a game where the Chiefs should finish with like 100 plus yards rushing. And it, it shouldn't be all Stack that em. difficult for them to do it. And it should be mostly with Isaiah Pacheco. He looked pretty good in the last one. I would like to see more of those explosive runs by him. Maybe one or two a game where it's just like 15 plus yards. But regardless of what that looks like, their offensive line needs to be able to win in this one. Because as you get closer into December and then into January, Ron, for as much as the Chiefs' success has been on the right arm of Patrick Mahomes, and I nobody's going to disagree with that, you look back at some of those playoff games, they've also run the ball well. They've had moments where, like, whether it be last year, Jarek McKinnon, or they've had other guys that have stepped up, Damian Williams in the past, their running game has been a part of their success in the playoffs, I mean, and they're going to need that again this year. I mean, low-key, I think Damian Williams should have been the Super Bowl MVP, to be honest with you. For and sure. that they, they've run they've run the football, and they, but they have to. Like, that Titans game, that can't be it. That can't. That's not sustainable. Him having to throw the ball damn near seventy times. So they've got to. They've got to stack these together and just have some level of consistency, man. You're not. You don't have to be the Titans or, or the Ravens, but like you're saying, man, you got to be around 100, 100 plus. You know, a, a game here, right? And 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 we've we talked about it from the jump. They're not as explosive without Tyreek Hill. Their run game has to come to the table. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, when the uh, when the Chargers have the ball, what what's the word, man? I mean, the Chargers they've got 108 people out, uh, and they're all major players. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen they haven't played in weeks. Um, they I saw that both of them practiced at least at a limited basis, but um, I, I think that's a big key because when they have the ball, if those two cats are out first, we didn't see Keenan Allen the first game, but Mike Williams just absolutely destroyed them. Now, Rashad Fenton's not here, who we personally picked on. But, so, yeah, go ahead. You got – what's the injury update? Yeah, as I say, it's worth mentioning that, yes, Keenan Allen has returned to practice this week. Mike Williams has returned to practice this week. They've both been practicing in a limited fashion. Also, Gerald Everett, who has been their top tight end, is practicing yeah. in a limited fashion. And wide receiver DeAndre Carter, who My has God. been one of their nice depth wide receivers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the bench – also practicing in a limited fashion this week. So He's all a of those guys could be up in the air this week against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Williams and Keenan Allen are the one to watch. And for 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 me, BK, like if they're playing, that's, that's the kind of test that you want to see because they'll play. And, we, I mean, this is probably accurate. I'm not sure maybe. But especially since the Chiefs have been – like hole with this group in the secondary they're going to run with, with McDuffie back, and now they've let Fenton go, and we see that that Williams and and uh, and Watson are going to be the guys in the cornerback space getting uh, getting getting reps with along with Snead. Obviously, this is probably the best passing game they've had to face since this group has been together, right? Because because Tennessee, well, that was awful, and then last week. <laughs> I don't think they're they're nearly as good as this group is. Even though we did see Christian Kirk uh, uh, light them up a bit, this this is a test because if those guys are playing, this is hell. This may be the best passing game they see the rest of the way. I, I would argue probably the Bengals, but yeah, I mean this is this is I mean, really. If Jamar a, Chase isn't playing. Yeah, I mean it, yeah. 
Sure. And th- yeah. this is up there, regardless of how you feel about what lies ahead. It- it's a really good one. And Justin Herbert is a part of that conversation as well. He's a, stu- he's a stud. You know, he- he's a guy that is, I-, I think, having a tougher year than a lot of people expected. But that, in-, in large part, is due to the injuries, the guys that he doesn't have on the outside. Saw earlier today that both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were running routes today. It's the first time, apparently, that that has happened since the injuries for both of them at practice. Uh Mike Williams said that, quote, it could be good for us to both get out there and get in a groove together. So I I would lean towards, like, just for our conversation, the notion that they will play. And if they do, I hope they do. I I do, too. I'm fascinated to see how the Chiefs line up against them, because we mentioned last week it would be interesting to see the Chiefs invert their corners, right? Legereus Sneed is the guy that plays mostly in the slot for them. I think that suits his skill set better. I don't know that this is the game where that's going to be the case. If they have both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is the guy that wins with start and stop. He, he's the guy that's going to win across the middle. He's your typical slot wide receiver. They got cooked last time by Mike Williams because of his size. I think Trent McDuffie is exactly the type of corner that I would want to see line up mirroring that of Keenan Allen. I think Legereus Sneed is exactly the type of corner that I would want to line up one-on-one in a go-up-and-get-it type of a role with Mike Williams. So I would actually put Legereus Sneed on the outside. I would move Trent McDuffie into the inside in this game. I wouldn't do that long-term, but for this matchup, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it would also show you what that looks like for, like, if they see the Buffalo Bills again. Steph Diggs gets a lot of time in the interior. You could put... Um, Legereus need on the outside in that game too. It just gives you information for later on down the road. I would love to see how they match up that way. Yeah, I, I do too. I, one, I just want to see the competition get better. I, I like to me, the last time we got to see Watson and Williams, they were playing against really bad. They were playing against Diggs and Gabriel and they, they struggled in that. You want to see the growth of that. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm about that, but I, I like that. Sneed, I'm telling you, there's more versatility with him and his size. We've watched him have to cover guys like Adams. He was better than anybody else on the team yep. when Adams started lighting him up and they switched him off. They've done it a couple of times this year, just sw- switching him off the slot. We know the one thing that that eventually started to help the Chiefs last week, and that was Chris Jones. Uh, the last time they played, excuse me, when the Chargers played, he had a couple of sacks. He's coming along. He's having a – I don't know if it's just low-key, but he's having a defensive player of the year type of run right now. And he 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 can help the secondary a ton if he gets going the way he did uh, the last time these two teams played. I think he can. I think the entire defensive line can. Your boy, Frank Clark, is expected is to back? be back this week. Is he Sounds back? like oh, five, he's going to be in the lineup. Woo. Uh, don't look now, but Carlos Dunlap is up to four sacks on the season. So he has now surpassed uh, Legereus Sneed's total on the year. Very happy to see a defensive end finally in the top two among the Chiefs for sacks on the year. Um, I also think Colin Saunders has been starting to come along a little he's bit. He's playing, isn't he? He's the playing really well. He's, yeah, he's got me football hornified. I, I, I've enjoyed what I've watched for him. He's been fun, man. He's making some plays from the like interior, and I was worried when Tershawn Wharton went down. I was like, man, I, I think they're going to miss that guy. But Colin Saunders I, has picked up where he left off and maybe think even he's been got, a little better. I think he's got sacks in back-to-back games. He's been I good. Know he got, I know he got Willis, and I know he got one last week. And yeah. then George Karloftis, like, he doesn't have the sack oh, numbers, man. but – Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't do that. Just said He's he getting tries, pressure consistently. He, he tries really hard. Yeah, he, yeah, he tries really hard. Almost every week. George he is making tries, plays. He tries yeah, really hard. This defensive line, for all the crap that we've given them, and a lot deserved. of it is deserved, they are starting to stack up some depth to that unit. And against a team like the Chargers, who have like two legitimate starting offensive linemen, this should be a game where you start to see that. The secondary has made up for their lack of pass rush for the vast majority of the season. This should be a game where the defensive line is able to give the secondary a little bit of help. No, sir, what, what, what Frank go give us? Frank got Frank I mean, the well last rested. The last time we saw him, it was the best game that he's played in years. <laughs> like it was against the 49ers, and I remember oh, yeah, I got the safety. I yeah. I went on with our friends at Niners Nation 
that the week before that game and i was like don't worry about frank he's he's a corpse out there like he, he he's not gonna bring he's not gonna bring anything there's nothing you gotta worry about and they messaged me that day he was like you said frank was washed up what is going on that's the best game he's played in two years and coming off the rest i don't know if that's a good thing for frank at this stage of his career i feel like he was finally starting to find some juice so I'm not really expecting that much from him in this game, but it is a good matchup for him to actually have an impact. I mean, you, you I mean, you want to hope something because they, they are in a position in a place where Frank and his production matters. Like, I mean, it, it still, it matters what he can do. And if you can get good Frank, like you got, like you got against the Niners, I'm telling you, man, I'll settle for okay. Frank is what I'll, I'll settle for. I'll, I'll settle for okay. Frank, uh, but it'd be interesting is to watch Storm Norton. Norton starting for them at right tackle again because that guy is one of the worst offensive linemen in the nfl i believe so i believe oh god it's gonna be a good game for frank he's gonna do it ron he's gonna get a sack well he's got a matchup he's got a matchup and who's starting on the other side hell i mean i know slater's out who the hell's starting on the other side and now according to this it's trey pipkins is their current starting right tackle isn't he and, hurt? The, and the left the left tackle and is Jamari a, is Salier is their left tackle. Yeah, he's oh, a rookie. God. I watch listen I'm, rookie. Yeah, he's a, I watched Jerry Hughes eat his ass for lunch. So I, I gotta believe uh, uh the, the Chiefs and Frank should be able to do something here. So this is one to watch. This D line <laughs> should be able to help them. Storm Norton was so bad, he's backing up those guys. <laughs> Man, listen, Norm Storton was doing the best he can. <laughs> Uh, and and just let him just let him have his. All right, can we slip in here? Play the music, sir. To the uh, the game that is sweeping the nation. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. Certified or imposter? This one's very simple. Harrison Butker. Imposter. Harris? Huh? Imposter. We don't have oh, to go any okay. further. He's, wow. he's the biggest imposter, at least for this season. He's been atrocious, absolutely atrocious. He's Damn. nearly lost them games. If he continues playing in this this way, he will lose them a game eventually. It's got to improve. Harrison Butker is one of the least efficient field goal kickers so far this season. He's only made 88% of his extra points this season. That has been an issue for him in the past as well. He is no longer an automatic field goal kicker. Even when it's like from distance, we used to be able to count on that as opposed to the stuff that's close. Nah, not this year, man. It's bad. When he kicks from further than 30 yards away this season, he is three for six. Sir, 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 I'm, I'm saying imposter too. He scares me. Uh, He, he, he legit (sighs) scares me. I I like, I, I would say there was a, there was a time before this year, when uh when HBK would come up and kick, like I felt I felt probably 85, 7, 80 percent confident. And, and I'm talking 40 and, yards or long. Confidence in terms of that career efficiency, down. at one point he was behind only Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. Like, That's always felt like they got like like to me when they the 13 second game that we all kind of forget, like, hey, that dude had to drill up. 51-yard field goal and he or a 47-yard field goal and he drilled it without any kind of thought. There is no way in hell that I would have any level of confidence that he can do that. He last year was more effective from 50 or longer than he has been this year from any distance. I yeah, he's scared he scares the hell out of me right now. I, I think it he's missing extra points every week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, like, ev- like I'm not. This is not hyperbole. He it, like every week he is, he is which, like missing them, which is insane. Like, is he hurt? What is it? Well, for some reason, he misses a few extra points every single season. Like that's that's just the thing he does every single year. But he is an imposter. Um, and the injury thing, like I understand that, and, and I think that's fair. Like your kicker injuring his ankle in the first game of the season is not what you want. Like, especially not when it's him, when it, when it's this guy that you expect to be like an elite kicker, an elite special teams player that you do not have to worry about in 95% of the situations in a game. But at some point we have to be like, okay, well they're trotting him out there every single week. Like it's, it's been months now since the injury 
And I understand that ankle ankle injuries can take a long time to heal. But if that's the case, the Chiefs should have just kept rolling with whoever they had and, and hoped for the best until, until they, got they him could right. get him healthy. Yeah. Because if this is going to be an issue the rest of the season, then it's on Harrison Bucker, it's on Kansas City, and the Chiefs put themselves in this situation. Like we saw them this week, they said, "Okay, we tried to ride it out last week, see if McColl got better. He didn't. He's got to go to IR. We feel okay about it. Let's let him get healthy, and that way we have him for the stretch run. We got plenty of wide receiver depth." They didn't do that with Harrison Bucker. They didn't even put him on IR, and now they've got to live with it, I guess, the rest of the season because it seems like that's just what they all, what he is now. Seriously, forty. 40-yard field goal, percentage-wise, what's your level of confidence? 50-50. I'd still say, like, 60%. Yeah. I'm probably in the middle there. I Yeah, I just – the level of confidence of what it was, not anywhere the same. Wow. Did you say imposter, too? Or are you still – Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. We're, we're all on now the imposter boat this week. He's Like, he's scaring me. Like, they got they, – like, they got a – they gotta, they gotta really take a look at this, this thing. All right, uh, big game Sunday night football on the road in LA, kinda, um, probably more of a home game, but they'll be at a at SoFi. What's your what's your uh, prediction of this game? I will go first. I think the Chiefs win it. I think it ends up being close because most Chiefs Chargers games end up being close. Strangely, I, I can't explain it, but it always ends up being one of the better games of the season. We already saw that earlier this year. Last year around this time was when we got that amazing Travis Kelsey game where they went to overtime. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win 31 to 27. Ends up being a close one, but the Chiefs get the win. I'm kind of in the same boat where I, I talked to myself earlier this week. Like, I think the Chiefs are just going to dominate and, and blow them out. But then Keenan Allen oh and Mike Williams changed the situation a, a little bit here. And the Chargers defense, to its credit, does give the Chiefs problems every single time they match up. Like, we've seen it over the last several years now and so I, I do think that they still have enough defensively to give the Chiefs some problems I don't think they're going to be as big of a problem as they were in week two because Joey Bosa is not going to be available and he was a huge part of the issue back then um, but I, I still think that it will inevitably cl be closer than it probably should be but I still think the Chiefs win 31 to 24 yeah um, yeah I, I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well um, but I don't know if these like a lot of times we look at these games as high scoring between these two teams and people, I think we just get the feel that it's going to be. Um, I don't know if it will be. I, I think the chiefs will win. I, I'll, I'm going to go 27, 21. The last game was 27, 24. Um, I think 27, 21. Uh, and I think I potentially will come away.